There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When we receive the Spirit of God, it does not matter what we have done in our past. We are in Christ Jesus, and we are in His Spirit. And His Spirit is the thing that seals us. It is His seal of approval upon us. It is the thing that allows us to say when the enemy comes against us and tries to mock us, that we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, and we can look at the devil no matter what he says about us, and we can say there is therefore no more condemnation. And I am tired of the enemy coming against God's people with condemnation. And you've got to get tired of the enemy coming against you with condemnation. That's why I don't understand these people who say, well, I spoke in tongues one time, and now I'm fine. I don't need to speak in tongues again. No, we need to have a fresh flow of the Holy Ghost at all times on the inside of us because the enemy is going to come against us, and when the enemy comes against us, we can speak in tongues, and those tongues are a sign and a symbol to the enemy that we are his and we belong to the Lord. So we don't need to have condemnation when we are in the Spirit of God. Because he has saved us and washed us. One more verse, 1 Corinthians. We might do a couple more verses. I'm just trying to fill after the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 11. Nine through eleven. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So he lists all these people who cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says something in verse 11. He said, and such were some of you. None of us are perfect. None of us came out of the womb speaking in other tongues. Only one person in the Bible came out of the womb with the Holy Ghost, and that was John. And even John, the cousin of Jesus, when he saw Jesus, he said that I am not worthy to untie the latches on your sandals. None of us are worthy to have the Holy Ghost. It is a free gift given by God. We all came out of something. 
It says, such were some of you, but look what it says, but ye were washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You need the Holy Ghost because it's in the Holy Ghost that there is power to cleanse you from every sin. There is power to deliver you from every chain. There is power. I don't know. But some of these people were involved in, but I needed more than just a prayer to deliver me from sin. I needed more than a 12-step program to deliver me from sin. I had some sins in my life that God had to cleanse out of me, that God had to enter into me and take out of me because I was in need of help. But thanks be to God that when I cried out to him, he was able to help me. He filled me with his spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Acts chapter number. Eighteen, twenty-four through twenty-eight. You can be seated. We're gonna do the offering at some point. And at the same time, I'm gonna honor the bishop. I haven't forgotten said things. But the Lord, I'm just trying to follow the Spirit today. Because God wants to do something in this place. I think our praise cleared the way for him to do what he wants to do in this house today. Acts chapter number 18, says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandra, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took, him, uh, took, unto him, took him unto them. And expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So there are different classes of individuals who are going to come in here and who are going to need what we have, the truth that we have in this church. Apollos, he was sincere. Bible says he was mighty in the scripture. He knew the word of God. He was sincere in his walk, but he did not have the fullness of truth. And as I was looking at this, the Lord was dealing with me and said that there are going to be Apollos's that are going to come into this church. And they are going to be sincere and they are going to be mighty in the scripture and they're going to have a relationship with God. And we cannot look at them and we cannot dismiss, first and foremost, their relationship with God. We can sometimes, because we have truth, dismiss other people. And dismiss the sincerity of their repentance. Dismiss the sincerity of their relationship that they've had already. But our job is to do what Aquila and Priscilla did and to come alongside them and to show them the way more perfectly. 
walk with them and show them the things that they have not seen in the word of God. And when that happens, I believe when God brings them in, and some of them are going to be pastors, some of them are going to be preachers, some of them are going to be teachers, some of them, I believe, already have churches are going to come in here and look for truth because God has prepared this place as a place where truth goes forth. And because God has prepared this place, they are going to receive the truth. And when they receive it, they are going to be mighty. They are going to be people who this revival is going to be pushed out because of them. People are going to see the change in them. People are going to see something different in them, and they are going to be changed because there are some people who do not understand the necessity of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter number 19, one through six. It came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? There are many people that believe that when you believe on the Lord Jesus and accept him in your heart as your Savior, that you automatically have or receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But this scripture, I don't know if they haven't read it. I'm sure they haven't read it. But this scripture beats up on that doctrine. Because he said, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost since you believed? And that means that there is a difference between the experience of believing the Lord and understanding who the Lord is and having faith in him and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. They are two separate experiences. So there are people that are believers out there in the world, but they have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we know from Acts chapter number 10 that the evidence that one has received the gift of the Holy Ghost is that you speak in tongues. Because look what happens also in Acts chapter number 19. It says, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he, Paul, said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. And then Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They did not resist him. They did not say, that's not what my grandfather taught. They did not say, that's not what my denomination teaches. They did not say, I'm a Baptist, or I'm a Methodist, or I'm a Catholic, so I can't do that. We don't believe that way. When they heard the word of God preached, they responded to the word of God, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because it's not just enough to have the Holy Ghost. You have to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
There are some people that believe just because you have the Holy Ghost that you're all right. There is a necessity that you have both the baptism in water and the baptism in the Spirit. I know we already know this, and I might be preaching to the choir, but I've, we got to go somewhere with this. When they heard this, they were baptized, they obeyed, and when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. They spoke in tongues. Mark chapter number 16. can't even find Mark right now. I know he's somewhere in there. Sixteen, and we're going to start in verse 15. This is Jesus. These are the last words that Jesus said to his disciples before he went into heaven. This is what's often called the Great Commission. He was telling his disciples, he was telling his church what they ought to do while he's gone. And if you are not in a church, whether you're watching on live stream or you're visiting, if you are not in a church that does these things, then I don't believe that you're in Jesus' church. Because Jesus said his church would do these things. And at this church, we believe in these things. It says in verse number 15, he said unto them, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized, note that, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils. They'll have authority over the enemy. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. That word new is the Greek word, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but don't nobody speak Greek in here anyway, so I don't think. It's kenos. It means fresh. It means new. It means unused. It means novel. New in quality means on language that you have not yet understood. You have not spoken yet. You do not understand this language. So when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will speak in a language that is new to you, that you do not know, that you do not understand, that you have never spoken before. Some people ask, well, what is that language? We don't know. And be any language, as long as you don't know it. So it can't be English, praise the Lord, if you know English. And if you know Spanish, it can't be that either. If you know French, no. If you know the language, it cannot be that. But when you pray to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, something will come upon you, and you will speak in new tongues like those disciples that Paul met on the coast. And I bring up those disciples, and I bring up Cornelius, and there are other examples in the Scripture because the Scripture talks about everyone needing this experience. 
We talked about those who may have come out of the world and who are going through these things and may have been on drugs and may have been hooked on alcohol and all these things. And there might be some religious people that are sitting in here that say, I'm not hooked on drugs. I'm not, I, I don't drink alcohol. I don't go to the club. I don't do these things. Do I still need the Holy Ghost? Yes, you need the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs the Holy Ghost. The religious people need the Holy Ghost. Non-religious people need the Holy Ghost. Buddhists need the Holy Ghost. Hindus need the Holy Ghost. Muslims need the Holy Ghost. Baptists need the Holy Ghost. Methodists need the Holy Ghost. Everybody who is under the sound of my voice needs the Holy Ghost. John chapter 3. Verse 1, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. The Pharisees were the religious rulers of the time. They were the religious, the strictest religious sect in Israel. A ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. That's the water baptism that we talked about. And the spirit baptism that we've been talking about. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This was a religious leader. But if you go to John chapter number 4, we're not going to go there, but it's the famous dialogue that Jesus has with the woman of the well. She was a Samaritan woman, and at that time, Jews were not even supposed to talk to Samaritans. They were not even supposed to talk be alone with them, and she was also a woman, and he was not supposed to be alone with a woman either, and she also had a really bad past, we'll put it that way. And so right after Jesus talks to the religious leaders, he talks to people who the religious leaders would have looked at and said, I don't want anything to do with them. So he covers both grounds. He says everybody needs it. Everybody, a man cannot see or enter the kingdom of God unless he has the Holy Ghost. Unless he has been born of the water and of the spirit. It is a necessity necessity and an urgent necessity that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit today with evidence of speaking in other tongues if you have not received it. It is a necessity. Well, how do I receive the Holy Ghost? John chapter number 7, 37, and then Luke chapter number 11. Thirty-seven through thirty-nine. John chapter number seven, thirty-seven through thirty-nine. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood crying and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, 
as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse number 39, John so graciously puts in parentheses so that we know, but this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. First thing that you have to do is believe. You want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you believe on him, he will give it to you. If you have faith in him, he will give it to you. And music, you can come forward. We're almost done. Luke chapter number 11, verse number 13. Thank you, Sister Kelsey. Let's give Sister Kelsey a hand. I was in the spirit when she snuck off, wasn't able to get that, do it. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter number 11, verse number 10. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of you that is a father, he will give him, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, ask for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? So he's saying, if your child came to you and said, I need, I want some salmon, some grilled salmon, a little bit of sauce dribbled on it with some asparagus on the side and maybe some shrimp, praise the Lord. Woo, some, I got, y'all awake now, praise the Lord. So they're like, all right, let's get this over with so I can go. Would you give him a snake? We don't eat snakes in the West, praise the Lord. I'm glad. Some of you might eat snakes. Don't invite me over for snake. But if you're having fish, praise the Lord, I'll eat that. You, if they asked in verse 12, it says, if he asked for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So the next thing you have to do is ask. If you believe him and you ask for the Spirit, he will give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you believe in him and have true faith that he will give it to you, you ask him, and then once you ask him, you praise him and you thank him because you are praising him in anticipation and belief that he is going to do what he promised that he would do. Before we do all of that, also another thing that we should do, the Bible says in Acts chapter number 2, 38, it says repent. First step to receiving the Holy Ghost is repentance, sincere repentance. We're not going to lead you in a prayer. We're not going to ask you, say this prayer with me, repeat after me, because repentance is about you and the Lord. I don't know what you did, and I don't want to know what you did, praise the Lord. You don't know what I did, and I ain't telling you. Praise God. You want to know, ask Jesus. It's between you and the Lord. 
You talk to the Lord. You tell the Lord that you need him and that you don't want to do the things that you have been doing anymore. And you want to walk in his ways and you want to live this life for him. You want to walk for him. And then once you do that and you ask him for the gift of the Holy Ghost, you praise him and you thank him. When we get to that point of this service, what you're going to be doing is you're going to lift your hands. And we're all going to do it together. You're going to lift your hands and you're going to be opening up your mouth. The Lord is not going to fill you if it's just a whisper. Just barely moving your mouth. God, God doesn't want to come down here and have to pry your mouth open. But what you're going to do is you're going to lift up your hands and you're going to say, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. And as you begin to say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, the Lord will begin to change your language. You'll start feeling your tongue begin to move differently. Don't resist that. That's the Holy Spirit beginning to change your language and take your language. And as you're doing that, someone may slip in. They're not going to tackle you. We're not playing football. That's later on today. Praise the Lord. I think there's football on today. It's playoffs. Amen. I don't know. My team didn't make it. So we're not tackling anyone, but they may lay your hands. We read in the scripture where it talks about Paul laid his hands on them. They may lay their hands on your forehead. They may lay hands on your shoulder, and they're going to pray with you. So let's stand. And this is for everybody. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you need a refreshing of the Holy Ghost, the presence of the Lord is in this place. He showed up this morning. There's liberty in the Spirit in this place. If you need a refilling of the Holy Ghost, it's here today for you. So let's take just a moment. We'll take a few minutes and we'll begin to repent. Come on, let's begin to repent. God, we come before you. We ask that you would clean our hearts, clean our minds, God. We submit our hearts and our minds to you, God. Forgive us, God, for whatever we may have done. Oh, Diabas. That's right, begin to talk to the Lord. Every hand lifted in this place. Begin to talk to the Lord. It's you and Jesus. That's right. Talk to the Lord. Anything that's not like you, God, take it out of me. Oh, yes. 
Oh, thank you. Now, I want you to ask the Lord, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, just ask him, Lord, I want you to fill me with your spirit. If you need a refilling, God, refill me with your spirit. If you have any needs in the house, God, if you would heal my body, if you would deliver my soul, if you would bless me financially, whatever you need in the house, why don't you ask him verbally? Why don't you talk to your father verbally? Now, right now, everybody lift your hands. And whatever you ask the Lord for, if you ask the Lord for the Holy Ghost, I want you to say hallelujah, 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 oh hallelujah, I already feel the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, 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 if you need a refilling, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. He's moving in the room.